Hello listeners. Welcome into episode 230 of Keithness Craft Collective. I'm Louise and you probably hear Booker Wolfen. And today I have a blather with Tend, Lockdown Letters, Water Crack, and a Mimi Me Show. So get your cup of tea, or your dram, your vaccine, or your IV drip, and I'll let you know what your crack's been in Caithness this past almost three weeks. enjoy that it's called uplifting and it does uplift me um sitting in a sunbeam actually and i'm upstairs with my heater because the wee leak that we had doing in the shed has now dried out so me and the toy orangutan have heat upstairs again <laughs> so listeners how are you how's the past few weeks been for you uh, i think i'll start with a wee blather tend my wee bairnies aren't so wee anymore. They don't need me to spoon-feed them or to read them bedtime stories. Whilst I don't miss the tiredness, the constant cleaning up after them, I really do miss things like reading their bedtime stories and going to see Disney films and then playing. They loved playing. Tend. Tend was pretend. And tend this, tend that, tend this is happening here, tend that's happening, tend he's this person. It's the start in the middle of imagination, where the packaging of the cardboard box becomes more interesting than what came in the cardboard box, becomes an aeroplane to a faraway land of fighting monsters, and it can also be coloured inside with crayons on the way. A child's imagination is a wondrous thing. Ask a three-year-old to draw a tree. They pick any colour they want, and it's an amazing tree, full of purple, orange and leaves, and there's to be stories in there. Ask a five-year-old when they start to go to school and I'll remind them that the trees actually are green, mostly, but it's still interesting. Whilst toddlers are pretty lawless things, they exist in a world of nothing is impossible. Some adults can maintain this in their art or imagination. Some still are lawless in crime. Some never had too much in the first place. Or have it bored out of them. I channel my inner toddler into this podcast and also crafty things. I'm not only tend your encaseness with me, I'm tending to my own need to outlet my inner toddler. Bear with me, I'll turn the page. I didn't think this one through because I put the phone, I'm recording this on right on top of what I'm reading. There we go. Pretend that didn't happen last night. Tend. Spring is starting here now. My crocuses have come up and are oh, glorious. The daffodils are on their way. My deep winter hyacinth, on the other hand, came and went. Listeners who joined in with me for bulbs, I hope that you had the same tending of the bulb that my mum had on hers. Mine's half-flowered. <laughs> and then stopped. And the second one just didn't bother. So if you're green-fingered, now is the time to clean out the pots, tine, tine, tend, tend it to your potting shed or the greenhouse, and our tomato seeds on the window ledge are needing put it on and thoughts have turned to seeds. It has been requested that we leave our gardens a little longer until it's a bit warmer so that the bees and the insects who have been wintering away don't get tidied out from their sleepy winter areas. Tend to the bee friends. We especially this year, more than ever, need to tend to our mental health. We should always do this as a matter of course, but it seems to be even affecting nearly everyone this year. And because of this, I thought that everyone would be more understanding of people struggling with their mental health. Turns out, not. The odious Piers Morgan doesn't. So, if you have spoken out, and it can be incredibly hard to speak out, and if you are not hurting, listener, I hear you. I believe you. I believe in you. Tend to yourself. If all you can do 
Today is wash your face. Listen to this. And result, you've listened to me. You've washed your face. If it all is just too much, strip it back to what you can do at that point. Look on what you did do achieve rather than look forward at all the things left to do. And that's often overwhelming looking at, oh, I still need to do all that. Turn round and think, wait a minute, I have done stuff today. And it might not be the be all and end all. And it might not be what Jeannie down the road has done. But they're not in the same mental health place that you are. Tend to yourself. If you have felt completely demotivated lately for what it's worth, lots of people have. It doesn't make it any better, but sometimes it's easier to understand that it's not just you. This pandemic has certainly been like a rolling pin on our nerves and it's keep on going. So tend to yourself. Some people tend by knitting or crafting, some by baking, some by exercise or gardening or fishing or raging out. Raging? (laughs) No, vegging out on Netflix or reading. Reading, if you can manage it, because I still quite haven't got back to being able to concentrate on reading for long enough. But reading is a gift that we can go to other worlds, where we're still sitting in the same place. You are double tending here. Tending to yourself by tending. On that note... letters. I had a wonderful response in the lockdown letters and I paired everyone at the time up. If you listened late or you're now thinking, oh, I was going to do that, but you didn't, don't despair. You can. I'm going to leave this ongoing. And um, there are a couple of people who had signed up after I had paired everybody up because, and I haven't paired them yet, but um, I will send them an email in the next couple of days saying why. And it's because they are in a country and the other person doesn't want to send to that country or they just want to send to their own country. So it didn't work out for them at this time. However, if you want to, I will have a link to a form where you put in your email, where you are in the world, how many people you want to write to and where you want to write to. And then what I'll do is I send you both an email and you swap postal addresses and off you go. I do suggest that the person who's first in the alphabet does it first. I do give you a little example of possibly what you could say to start off with because you're basically sending a stranger a, a, um, a letter. But you're not always going to be a stranger. After that first letter, there's going to be questions in there. There's stuff you've got in common already. You like sending letters. So hopefully you enjoy sending those letters and receiving them and you carry on a little bit more. And if not, you can always come back to me and we can see if there's somebody else you want to send layers to. I got some lovely writing paper for my birthday, so I'm looking forward to sending some more letters out. I found it really quite difficult to buy letter paper. There was none in Tesco's. It's all journals and washi tape these days, which are very, very nice, but not what I actually wanted. I don't really like ripping out of the journals, but if the paper's nice, then... (laughs) I will. And then Cagney to my lacy, Louise, sent me a wee box from pigeonposted.com, which was amazing. There are sheets of printed and folded letters and they fold into the way that you can put a stamp on and off it goes. If you've seen Bridgerton or The Elk of period dramas, where they write letters and then they fold them in on themselves and they don't use envelopes, they just use a bit of wax, sealing wax, and because envelopes would have been extra paper that costs, then this is how these are done. And these are beautifully printed with, the ones I've got are robins and wrens, and we have some feisty Jenny wrens around just now because it's springtime. And we do have a feisty robin who I haven't seen for a little while, so the robin must have gone somewhere, or I've just not been out at the chickens enough because that's where it's been. Um, it would be absolutely delightful to get one of these in the post. Before I was writing to Angela and I had doodled all over the paper, because that's what I like to do. I'm not a very good drawer, but I quite like doodling. I was a bit too lazy to go upstairs to find a square envelope the right size. 
So I grabbed the plain buff business envelope, A5 size, looked dull as dishwasher and who likes getting the buff envelopes because it's normally a bill from a tax man. Boo. Or something that you've got to attend to. And then I remembered Beatrix Potter's letters. She used to draw on her letters and envelopes and that's how she started getting actually writing the books. So I went on to Pinterest and looked up decorated envelopes and copied one. I even coloured it in a wee bit with my white pen. It looked even cooler. I was so impressed. I kept looking at this. And because I still need to go and buy some more stamps, it looked at me for a bit longer, which was nice. Do you know that you can buy gold Sharpies, by the way? That's another, uh, by the way. Angela got the letter, so I shared the picture on Instagram. And the lovely, lovely Erica Eagles told me that she has a page on Pinterest for this exact thing. I have in the po in the past rubber stamped my Christmas card envelopes, but not very often drawn on them because, like I said, I'm a doodler, not a drawer. That was reminding me of a song, but I can't remember what it is. I'm a toker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight cowboy. <laughs> I don't know why that did. Um, I shall now uh, maybe doodle on a few more or type a draw. Because there is things that um, you can draw and the person who receives it does not know what the original looks like. <laughs> There's some really imaginative ideas out there for pumping up your envelopes and making them look even more special than what's inside already. So even if you just send an A4 piece of paper in a plain envelope, you, it doesn't have to just be a plain piece of A4 paper and a plain envelope. Sometimes it needs to be, but if it doesn't, then oof, why not? Today is the 13th of March and it's actually 25 years on since the Dunblane School Massacre so I'd like to just remind myself and everybody of that horrible day um, lest we forget the poor little Burns and the teacher who passed on murderously that day um, and lest we forget so this episode I think would be dedicated to them um, and the end of this month Ravelry changes its look so if you can't use the new look Ravelry now is the time to take off your patterns that you have bought or uploaded um, because you can still look at it just now with the old look or if you can and if you can't then possibly get somebody hopefully in your house that could help you do this uh, lots of people have been putting them on Google Drive, which I think that I will do. Um, partly because I couldn't use the new look Ravelry, I could use the Hardwick. I changed mine back to old Ravelry, um, but I don't want it to be a time where it hurts my head. So I'm going to um, stop mentioning patterns that <laughs> she says, and we'll come on to this in a bit, uh, that only sell through Ravelry. And uh, because it's not fair how not everybody can look at it. And I know quite a lot of people in my Twitter feed or Instagram feed that can't. And even if I didn't, I don't think it's very fair. So um, and if you're a designer listening to this, please make sure that you have some kind of way of people being able to buy your stuff. Because remember, you're a business from either if it's just directly from you or through another means of purchase um so if the time is running out so now would be the time to download to say google drive or the type of type of thing um equivalent uh you can put a message on whatever um forum you used to uh, be in contact with your ravelry bodies just to see that you will be elsewhere um, thanks for the good times. You could send this by private message if you didn't want to get moderated off, which is a really not nice thing that seems to be happening. 
And I mean, only two years ago, I was at Edinburgh Yarnfest and I got my badge from Jess of Ravelry and she was really, really nice to speak to. And Ravelry was the reason that you find you found me to listen to um, because I grew, grew my audience from Ravelry. Um, not that many people came for me just by looking up knitting podcasts, really. It tended to be through Ravelry and the other podcasters in Ravelry who I found and then it sort of snowballed from there. And I'm so sad that it's come to this way. And I think that we're kind of moving beyond it now, which is good. So we do know how to get our patterns from the designers from their own websites or directly from them by email. Um, And I don't imagine too many direct designers would turn you down if you say, I'm sorry, I can't use Ravelry. Could you please tell me how to purchase this partner for you because I really love it um, but it, I can't go onto Ravelry because I get a migraine or eye strain or even you're just sticking up for those that can't big sigh for what we have lost or will lose for them not getting the accessibility as what is required from its audience <sighs> on to slightly happier news um I was part of the Kickstarter for the new Murit Crochet magazine. This is being made by Alison Shu of Keep Cam and Carrie Yarn, who is really lovely. And I'm kind of more pals with her mum. <laughs> Me and Vivian were pals, and Alison tolerates us. <laughs> you know what it's like when your mum's like, oh, and this is my pal, and you're like, yes, mum. Well, it was a bit like that. But. Alison's just really, really nice because she tolerated me and me and Vivian being me and Vivian. <laughs> it's just so much fun place. Um but she's just so nice and she started and she realised that there is this space for a good quality crochet magazine. So I was really pleased to help her along with a lots and lots of other people because they over and above hit their Kickstarter really quickly too. So it is coming out in September. I think August or September. I filled in something for it this morning and I've forgotten what it is. But it to me it's like autumnish end of summertime. And there's some really lovely designers coming in for that and I'm hoping then that my crochet skills will improve a bit more. Cause whilst I'm reasonable at the skill of crochet, I'm not reasonably good at the garment of crochet or making a square with two sides the same. Lots of people do that, and partly it's because I'm too lazy to count. However, I know my feelings. So, looking forward to seeing what they come up with. Um, also, something that is going to be coming, I'm going to mention it next episode a lot more, is Mail Skis, who has her website, Encourage Better, and she has this um, new knitting experience called the Knitter's Project Bag Collective. And this will be where she will do uh, her video podcast, um, some workshops and patterns, and it will be for a subscription. And then there'll be sort of a forum as well. And I'm going to get proper details to read it out from Mel, and you will hear from her hopefully next episode or the one after. And then you too will be able to join in this um, new community. And it's not, it's not, it's not a replacement of Ravelry at all. But it will be somewhere where Mel is very enthusiastic. She's got some beautiful um, designs, and she lives in a wonderful place, in Kodiak, Alaska. And she's always so enthusiastic about crafting. So isn't it nice to be encouraged and positive? And I think that that is certainly needed. So looking forward to that. I was getting, a, I was enjoying the division music there, and I looked over at the horse who has his head over our fence and it's eating our grass. Bookle doesn't like it when he does that, so you might hear Bookle woof. He's a nice horse, <laughs> just Bookle doesn't like him being in our garden. 
However, they get on okay and they kind of trot up and down the fence line and have fun. Um, so, right, on to me, me, me. Listeners, I finished things. I finished knitting things and I finished a sewing thing too. Pat me on the back, pat me on the back. Last episode, I was madly knitting another clincher shawl as a birth- birthday present for my mum who had her big birthday with a zero in it. She's quite sprightly for her age, but we spoiled her as much as we possibly could in lockdown. And um, I couldn't tell you because mum listens. Hi mum! Sometimes on her Alexa and sometimes just on her phone. I used deep stash that I had been saving for good. And this couldn't get any gooder, good time than this. In fact, here's about a good time. That's called good time. <laughs> right. Scooby-Doo is back in time a bit. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo. When Joe Milmine of the Shiny Bees podcast did the golden skein. Do you remember that? Well, I bought the very first one of it. And you got three beautiful golden skeins. And it was dyed to a colourway that you got a picture of. And this was of a really beautiful landscape. And it was cold, and then the rain, no, the rain stopped and the sun came out, or, and then the sun came out. I'm doing this from memory, my memory's not that good. So I gave one of them away, and then I used the other one to make a broomstick crocheted scarf that I won a prize with. And, oh, Buffalo, woof woof, there's two cars going up next door's drive. So yeah, a new Buffalo woof woof. However, this yarn, um, I didn't, I didn't know what it wanted to be. My yarn tells me what it wants to be eventually. I don't know if yours does, but mine does. And so does my fabric as well. Because you just have to wait and listen to it. Sometimes it doesn't tell you for a while. But then all of a sudden you do and you think, why didn't I think about this a long time ago? So this told me that it wanted to be a clincher shawl for my mum. And this was by Ash. I mentioned I have it the last episode, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I don't know whether you can buy this anywhere else, but it certainly was only in the Ravelry um, at the time. And this is a sort of like a bandana shawl, and it. Um, right, where am I? There are two colours in this skein 80% was the greens and the blues, and 20% was the yellow and white. And I used the contrast of the yellow and white for the holes along the edge that you thread the pointy end of the scaline-shaped triangle. I'll look this up. I was incorrect to say isosceles. So it was a scaline-shaped triangle where no sides were the same length. There was a short side and then two, point, uh, two, two other sides with a pointy end. So no equal sides, one is short and one end is pointy. Right, last night, oh, so I finished it, I blocked it, I still haven't blocked mine, but this actually needed a bit of blocking and it sits beautifully. And mum came up the day I was blocking it, so <laughs> I had to sort of move the blocking board to the bed, my bed, because she's not going to go in my bedroom. Because I know she's going to go in Sandy's room and Daisy's room, because I'm going to put her in there to make sure that she tells them to tidy up because they don't listen to me. But they listen to grandma. Grandma's nice, you see. And then she says, Oh, do you want me to help you do that? And I was like, No, 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 I don't. And she looked at me a bit strange and I was like, That's because it's on my bed drying. I can't you can't see it. <laughs> and I made her a card from quilling. Um again. So that was quite good fun. And when I went down on the Monday morning it was actually more like Monday afternoon by the time I had finished it because it took me longer than I was expecting <laughs> to do. And she says, I, you have had all year to do this. And I was like, I started it on Friday, mother, but you were here on Sunday and I was at yours most of Saturday. So, yeah, I still should have started it earlier than then, shouldn't I? However, so she had a lovely birthday and thank you for your messages on Instagram. A special thank you to Caroline who sent her up with something lovely. Um, 
I think she was trying to send you a thank you, Carlene, but if she hasn't, thank you very much. It was very, very kind of you. Um, and it was just really nice. So she she's expecting a quiet day and then I appeared with lunch and then uh, my brother and her went for a nice walk and he bought her some takeout for the night. So, uh, last night I finished up nails, knitting-wise. Ha, ha, ha. Well, actually, no, I lied. It was the night before. I was kindly sent some beautiful alpaca in a blend from Diane and Wheels. Hi, Diane and Wheels. And whilst at first said hat, I was saying, no, I want to make a scarf out of you. And then I thought, I want to make you a, a cowl. And I, I want to make quite a simple cowl because I just want to sit and knit in front of the TV and just knit and just knit. And it looks a little bit more complicated and leasy than I thought it was. Um, it's my go-to, I made it up pattern. There are other patterns just exactly probably like this, but in my head I made this up. I think it did. I might be influenced by other ones, but I made this up and the fact that um, how many stitches I put on it <laughs> so I do four knit yarn over knit two together across and then four at the end and I can't remember how many I had in it basically I had to look if it was about as, no it's not even as long as this orangutan listeners just think how long it was so I, I knitted um did the yarn over knit two together and then back I did stocking stitch three rows and then repeat. And then I did a three needle bind off as I picked up the start stitches and I had to do it twice because I was using straight needles but what I didn't do the right first time was because the stopper was where the point needed to be. I put it together and went, oh, well I can't do that properly. <laughs> so I had to take it out and you then I used the double pointed needle so it didn't matter what side it was and I did it that way because I didn't have enough yarn left on what was done to cast off and then sew it together so I thought wait what am I going to do here I don't want to take it back anymore I could unpick the first row of it I don't want to put, unpick the first row of it I know three needle bind off bish bash bosh and it looked good and I had about two and a half inches left from the top and the bottom. So I uh, gave it a rinse out. I didn't block it. I just squidged it flat and then put it on the radiator and then I was wearing it today. So, and it's nice and soft. Richard was like, oh, it's so nice. That's soft. I like that. I'm like, no, mine. Not your colours. It's in pretty purpley, pinky and green dyed and... Uh, it's nice and soft and it's just perfect for your neck. Uh, it would be perfect for a hat, but I liked it. And at one point recently, the children have started wearing our clothes, particularly their dad's clothes, because he has some nice hoodies and T-shirts that fit the children nice and baggy. And because we've been at home most of the time, we were forever bickering over who's... Um, hoodie was whose so at one point Richard says I'm going to buy some more hoodies so I ended up getting a dusky pink kind of colour I didn't ask for dusky pink I just got given I just went oh, whatever <laughs> I think I was working at the time and I just was like yes whatever you know the Stoneburn house down so Daisy got a mustard coloured one Sandy got a black one and Richard got a navy one and um, she still and he is still wearing their dad's one if they can possibly get away with it. Nobody seems to want my dusky pink one. But this cowl goes perfectly with my dusky pink top hoodie. So thank you, Diane. I hope everything is good down in Wales. So then yesterday I was writing this and I'll go upstairs and get my Anne Bod How to Knit Socks book to start on the heel of the vanilla socks that I'm making for Richard. And I'm using West Yorkshire Spinners. Christmas <laughs> coloured yarn um, which I cast over on Christmas Eve but I hadn't really gone back to much I did at some point pull them out and went mm, I need to start the heel am I in a heel mood? no I'm not in a heel mood I'm going to carry on knit my scarf 
So I took down the book and because of I'm doing more stitches because he's got bigger feet and bigger bits, like it's a bigger soak than what I've ever done before. So um, I need to know what the numbers are. And it's been a while since I've done soaks, so I can't remember. My thoughts are actually on the next things that I'm going to do. So I'm either going to go back to the Flax by Tinker Knits or the Severine Cardine by Vanessa Smith. And it's put me off because both of them I got stuck on. No, that's why I didn't get stuck on the Severine. It's just quite complicated. And my brain wasn't there. It was in the lockdown. So yesterday I was like, oh, I'll sit in the sunroom. I could maybe spread it out and do a bit of sunroom knitting because I need a table because I've got three sheets um, and I need a neat, uh, ruler to show what line I'm in on my cable. Um, it's a beautiful pattern and makes me think of Twinsy. Ellen and Lisa, more so Lisa because it was Lisa that had it, but when I think of Lisa, I think of Twinsy, Ellen, and then I think of Twinsy Jam, who has a baby lamb on her Instagram and looks like she's in seventh heaven. So if you feel the need to look at puppies or um, lambs or things like that, Jan has lambs. It is very, very cute little lamb. So I'm also wondering if I want to cast on my Caithness yarn from Barbara. Hi, Barbara. But I'm still waiting on hearing what it wants to be. I can see it just now. And it's thinking. It's it's Honestly, it's like it's hibernating and it's just sitting there going, I'll tell you at some point. I did see a beautiful jumper today on Instagram and this is called Ewan. Well, I actually don't know how to say this. It's Y-E-O-N. Ewan? And this is by Yura, who's Knitboop on Instagram, and she's Korean, Korean American. So it could be Yoon Ah, um, if you know them well, which I think you put a Ah at the end if you are very friendly with the person because they've got honorifics there where you have to be quite precise if you know the person well or not. Um, or it might be something else, but it, it's very beautiful, actually. It's quite similar to a lot of the patterns just now, the trend that have a lacy yoke and then plain rest of hers. But I, I just hers was in a dusky pink, and I'm wearing dusky pink, and I'm in a dusky pink kind of mood. And it just looks nice and cosy with what she's made it of. And I also like the Maduri Hirose, um Twinkle jumper, and she is Knit Cafe Maduri on Instagram. Um, but it's double knit. <laughs> However, um, I'm afraid she only sells on Ravelry, which is a shame for those of us who can't or won't use it. So, um, yeah, I shouldn't really mention somebody who doesn't who only sells on Ravelry from now on. And the thing is, I really, really love her patterns. So maybe we should, or I, should just send a message and saying I love your patterns, I can't buy, sit by on Ravelry, what can I do and what can I tell my listeners to do? So we'll carry on thinking what to do with this beautiful sport four-ply yarn. I, mean, I just like looking at it, but at some point I will make it with something. I always think of um, my friend Naomi when I see this kind of colour because she has knitted some beautiful jumpers with it. And then I think, oh, I'll just ask Naomi, and then I thought, Naomi's got a different shape to me and suits things that are they don't that make that I don't look good in. So I won't because <laughs> as much as I want to be Naomi, I've tried it and sometimes I just don't suit what Naomi wears. And I'm sure it's the same as Naomi doesn't suit what I wear too. I miss Naomi. Hello Naomi if you're listening and hello Debbie and Sarah if you're listening too. I miss you guys. We shall see each other soon. Actually, I think that now Scotland can meet four different households in a garden. Maybe we should do that. Except for the spring weather. It's a bit cold still to do that. Maybe we could go for a walk. That would be nice. Anyway, I'm carrying on thinking. And I'm also hearing my Carl Feller yarn, Nua, shouting for my stash. 
and it's for my coiled magenta jumper which is a strippy jumper using very nice yarn it has a cashmere in it because we should really use the cashmere it's a nice feeling to think about the next project and I had lost that in a way because I was just overwhelmed and demotivated I think and that's why I was resorting to just knitting scarves or cowls and I, I think I was like, well, I've, I've kind of given up, but I haven't because when I was knitting on some handspun last year, um, it's a silk yellow and blue that I had handspun a long time ago. And I've worn that a lot. I love the feel of it and it made me want to use up and just knit and have, and it's a very, it was just knitting, I think. Um, a simple scarf and this the blue one coiled around my neck twice but the pink one will only coil once it was only enough for that and I didn't want it to be any longer so I'm absolutely delighted with it but I have that what am I going to do next after because the sock's going to be kind of the ongoing once I've kind of got mm, past the heel I think and picked up um because he's got bigger feet than what I'm used to knitting for. They're not massive feet, but they're bigger than mine. <laughs> so I'll um, have a lovely time just sitting doing that. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm looking forward rather than looking back, but I'm also looked back just now and thought, yeah, I've done quite a bit. So I have tended to myself. So in sewing, I finished the purple jacket that I had been on for a while. And mum and I also sized the dressmaker's dummy up, Davis. She's now looking like a, a naked me. <laughs> Not really, she's black. And she would be like the robot me because you can see right through her and she's made up of bits. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know where I've gone with that. Get back on the script, Louise. <laughs> I'm looking at trying to think of something profound to say and I've got nothing. So I put we put together the Davis, the dummy, and then we finished the jacket. She made me sew and she also was saying, right, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, I don't know. You're in, I'm used to you telling me what to do. And she says, well, remember, you said that you're not learning enough, so you have to... Read it and I'll tell you if you're going wrong. And I looked at it and I said, I don't know what I'm doing, Mum. So she helped me. <laughs> but um, that bit of fabric was given off from someone's stash. I think it was my lovely friend Ella from Quilters. And it was a knitted kind of woolly fabric with stretch. So I had to use the stretch stitch on the overlocker. And we overlooked things. I re-threaded the overlocker. And of course it was the really awkward thread. Because there's one that's... No, there's two that's not awkward. And there's two that are that little bit more awkward. What And, well, the last one is very awkward. And I don't know why that the overlocking designer people have not made a, an overlocker that you can thread easier I mean they give you a pair of tweezers but in my head practical Louise would have a device where you could open right open like a swing gate the side so you can then access everything and um, thread it much easier which would make you less annoyed maybe it was because it wasn't the most expensive overlocker and the more expensive they are the easier of use they are but overlocking design people this is what we want when do we want it now um anyway so i finished the jacket it's very purple and it went well with a tartan skirt i have for work i was queen of purple then last weekend on my birthday i sewed more on a quilt top that i had started and i'm using up some fabric from Stash, Erica Eccles may recognise some of it, and I was making strips. I haven't quite got the balance of colour correct for me, as when I squinted at it, 
the dark pink wasn't quite balanced, but I'm going to put a strip along the sides of it to deaden it or the binding, which will dead down the brightness. That's a technical term for balance it out. So this quilt is for somebody lovely who has MS and I want her to like it as I've made it so she can sit all cosy in it and who wants to look at a minging quilt? Not I, listeners, no, not I. So just before I started doing this, I pulled out the wadding and I've got just enough to make this quilt. Um, I'm going to have to buy more wadding for the next quilt. Boo. Well, I suppose... I, I do buy the wadding, it's not like I get given it, but um, I haven't bought it in a while. In fact, I don't think I've bought any since I stopped being a member of Caithness Quilters. And I'm going to have to pay full price now. Because <laughs> you, if you're a member of the Caithness Quilters, you get a lovely discount on um, things like um, wadding, threads and rotary cutter blades and other bits and pieces like that. Because they bought buy them and then... You get them at a cheaper price. But because I hadn't been a member for a few years, I've started to get to the end of that sort of stash. And that's, that's not a bad thing to um, have to pay full price because somebody somewhere shall be getting the money for it. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, right, so I will... I have got some fabric that I'll have to piece together because I don't have one massive big bit of fabric that goes at the back. So I really enjoyed doing it. I was doing it on my birthday last week and I had the most loveliest of birthday presents for, I said, do you know what? What? I don't know what else I want for a birthday, but I do know what I do want, but not want to do. What? Nothing. I don't want to have to make tea. I don't want to have to cook. I don't have to clean. I don't have to do any of the chores. I just want to do stuff that I want to do. And he went, fine. Yeah, that's cool. So, um very lovely family, made me cups of tea, made me cups of coffee. No, I didn't demand extra ones, I just didn't have to make them. And um, well, I, she, he goes, what do you want to do? I says, I think we should have a family walk. <laughs> Come on, children. So we went for a lovely walk down to the harbour. Wasn't very far, but it was lovely. They then went for a stand-up paddleboard um, in the harbour and had a play around on there and I sat upstairs and sewed and it was just really really nice um, I'm listening to Stuart McBride's The Coffin Maker again um, this has got the Ash Henderson book series as opposed to the Logan McRae series and <laughs> there's a really really funny bit we've just had and Richard came through laughing when he heard it and he says he goes into a book club in Butte, the Ash Henderson character, and they are talking about Logan McRae books. <laughs> it's really good. I love how he's linked it together because it's the same author. So I'm enjoying it, um, but it, I've never read any of the rest of the Ash Henderson series. So it's, it's, it's suppose it's like reading a Rebus book or a Logan, Logan McRae book or a Tom Thorne book that you come into halfway through the series. So stuff has happened that um, if you then go back to it, you will, you've already know what happens or the outcome. However, um, I was listening to that and it was nice. Um, and all, on my Instagram, I had put a couple of um, pictures of the shore of the waves coming in because somebody lovely had said that they really miss going to the beach um, and because we're still not able to travel out with our uh, public authority and some people are landlocked and can't. So I thought, well, here's these for people that just want a little bit of chill. Oh, it's hailstone in again. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be meeting in a garden <laughs> anytime soon. Um, right, so where was I? I'm not quite finished, listeners. Oh, right. I did finish a bit mending. I've fixed my dressing gown I mentioned last episode. It was a really quick job. I took my long ruler out. I made it straight. I cut it off the edge above the bit where the burnt holes. And then I ran my overlocker, new edge and stuff. So sometimes you just kind of got to go back to something like that. And it means you look, I can't believe I've waited this long. And it just took one length. <laughs> And that was it. 
I then found a pattern for sloth patterned fabric that I bought before Christmas and this is cotton and I bought two meters and most of the dresses fabric um, sort of the dress patterns that I have are for two and a half meters or even three meters but mum said I probably could get away with two meters and then this dress said two meters and it's a short sleeve dress which is fine because we're coming into summer and it says that it is lined Rams up no no but I didn't read that until I opened up the pattern so I opened it up, I was reading the pattern before I even opened the tissue of the fabric of the pattern because you get instructions in there and it was a mm, bit complicated. Oh my brain's my brain's my brain hurts. I'm gonna read this. It's got lining, there's concealed zip and it was so I folded it back up and I took it back upstairs with me. However. Doesn't mean I'm not rushing it and I know what I'm doing and it just seemed a bit much at the time so I think if I read it again and then I go for a run the information will work itself out because that tends to be what happens when I go for a run and um, <laughs> I think I'll revisit this I'm not Richard says I don't think that woman suits that dress on the front of it she says I don't know whether you'll suit it but I have made another dress kind of similar to it and I might actually try and find that pattern that I've used before. And it's a top and a bottom and it has to have darts in it. Because I don't suit if it doesn't have darts. And I think it's good that you find patterns in dressmaking that suits your body shape. Um, because then you can be fabulous darling. Uh, oh, there was something I was going to say. I haven't got it written down. Oh, right. Running news, right. We while back, one of the running coaches said, right, well, there's not very many things, events that are planned as yet. Inverness have got cancelled. Um, probably up until August or September time, things will get cancelled because of COVID, which is understandable. And I think it's going to take us all quite a bit of time before we're all comfortable going back into crowds. So um, they've organised a virtual event of doing the NC500 in a team of 10. So the running group that we have a chat with have done triathlons and aims stuff together said, do you want to do this? And I was like, not really. <laughs> when is it? April. Oh, April's April's months away. <laughs> so, so how, how much do we have to do? And I thought, well, I don't know. 50 miles is quite a long way in a, in a week. And then it isn't like you all run 50 miles. It's in the sets of, well, see, John Groats to um, Donna is, I'm going to say 8 miles. I think it's 14. can't remember now. 8 miles. And then Thurso to, Donna to Thurso is another 8 miles. And then Thurso to Melvick is... 16 miles, etc, 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 and all the way around the North Coast 500, which is actually, I think, 514 or 16 miles. So we have some ultra runners in our pack who are doing the longer bits of this, and then all the way through to somebody has bagged the 2.5 miles one. What well, we all went, I want to do that one. <laughs> somebody suggested maybe we should all do that on the last day, but um, it's never been quite agreed yet. So... I first to bagsy mine, so I bagsied what I thought was eight, ten, eight, a nine and a six, and I thought that's about right, yeah, that's fine. I'll start with the long one, and then I'll just go down and do a long, a shorter one as I go, because I don't want to start on a long one, and then know I've got to do a long one at the end of the, of the week. It's Easter holidays, it'll be fine, I'm not working, we'll not be going anywhere anyway, so biff, baff, boff. This is what I'll do. I'll get fit. And then a week past Friday, I had to start running, but I'm still really only on five miles distance. Um, or was on five miles distance. And then last week I looked at it closely and I was like, wait a minute, 16 miles. How did I manage to sign myself up for 16 miles? But I think I was trying to get the one below, which was eight miles. So I've managed to sign myself up for 16 miles, 10 miles, a nine miles and a six miles because I am a fool.
So I've been out running, listeners. And I've been on the treadmill running. So I've been doing a bit of running to think through. But it is using up my time for um, dressmaking, etc. But I'm getting kind of fit and it's good. I'm still doing my circuits three times a week. I'm very tired at nights. So, um, yeah. However, whatever tends your boat or floats your boat or you can tend to do, I suggest you do it. The Bairns have just come back from the shed and uh, asked for a bee hotel for Mother's Day, which is tomorrow. I had said, oh, I'll just have some flowers, but now I want a bee hotel for solitary bees because they don't live in hives. They like to have their own little house. I'd seen one in Tesco's yesterday and nearly bought it, but then stopped and I thought they could make one better than that, cheaper than that, because we have the stuff. Mon the bees. So, listeners, mon the bees. Tend to yourself. I hope you do a bit of tending. Tend this, tend that. Tend your goose going over my house. There is going over just now. I wonder if you can hear that. Probably not. So, listeners, I'm going to leave you with some good time and pretend you're a bee. And take care and keep on crafting. It looked already. Uh, big hello to the ironing corner, those on the bus, those in the car, and those going for the run. Shake your behind. <laughs> oh dear, I'm going now. Bye.